Welcome, welcome. You're listening to season six of Oh My Travel Podcast. A travel podcast that highlights women, people of color, and our travel community. I'm your host, Janine, a.k.a. The Wild Explorer. And I'm your co-host, Martha, a.k.a. Martha Getzet. We have a great episode for you today. So let's go. Welcome back, everyone. Martha and I have a special guest on our podcast. So excited to welcome Jack to the show. Jack is a fellow Delta Zeta, and we met back in college. So super excited to welcome you to the show. Jack, please tell our audience a bit about you. Hello, everyone. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, like you said, my name is Jack. I kind of went to, we went to college together, had some fun time. Um, you know, I work in the QSR industry, which is a quick service restaurant industry, such as like your McDonald's, your Taco Bell's, uh, your Jack in the Boxes of the world. So I enjoy doing what I do. It's not something that I imagined that I'd uh, be doing, but I really enjoy it. Other than that, I enjoy just traveling, hanging out with my friends, family, and like, and, you know, in terms of my transition, it started in 2016. That's when I started a home hormone replacement therapy. But I, I believe prior to that, um, I had always kind of had an inkling. I believe my, my first, you know, first kind of thought of that something was wrong. I was in third grade and I thought to myself, oh, God, being a girl sucks. Being a girl does not suck. Rock on to all women. But for me personally, it was just one of those things like, God, this sucks. Like, I went to a Catholic school. I had to wear like the, the dresses and I was like, I'm, I am not feeling this. I, I gotta, I gotta kiss, kiss a dude and marry a dude and have kids. This is not what I want. But I remember feeling so like depressed about that thought. And it wasn't until I got into high school and I went to all girls high school. I was like, okay, okay, cool. Being a lesbian is cool. i see it here. It happens. You know, I'm not trying to feed any stereotypes, but Hey, it does happen. I was like, okay, that rocks. And then I came, I went to college and I kind of got a broader experience of people who were trans. And I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. But that's really scary. I was like, I can't do this right now. I cannot do this. So it wasn't until after I graduated that I kind of just sat down with myself in 2016, actually 2015, I gave myself a whole year to kind of really just think about what I wanted to do in terms of my transition, how would it affect me, but also the people around me, but mostly me. And I decided in 2016, hey, let's get this started. I, I know who I am. I know what I want to be. Um, I asked for a sign and the universe gave me a sign. And I was like, okay, I can do this. And I had my mom on my side. She's one of the greatest people that I've ever met. She's so resilient. And she kind of let me know like, hey, I'm in this with you. And, I, and like I said, I, as long as you have one person that has your back and can see you for who you are, you're unstoppable in my opinion. And in 2016, I, I got my first injection and then kind of, uh, it was funny. I think it was like 2016 first injection, uh, 2017, I had top surgery and that was, uh, simultaneously the first year I, I ever went to Hawaii. So a couple months after I was topless in Hawaii, I was very proud of that. I think one of the, yeah. One of the, it, it was so funny. One of the pictures that I send you guys, it's a horrible picture. I'm licking like the scrunchy face but well, it was my first time ever being topless in public. And let me tell you, having to, I, I never wore swimsuits. I would always wear like a swimsuit, then a shirt, then shorts underneath. But when you feel, you're in just trunks and you feel that cold water hit you, hit you, you're like, I know what cold is. You know, I know what Jack Dawson felt in Titanic, which is my favorite movie. And if you're wondering why my name is Jack, that's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm not going to own up to that uh, publicly, but yes, I'll just throw it out there. I like to use the lie that, I love the author Jack Kerouac and the Beatnik Generation, which I do, but I love um, the movie Titanic more. But yeah, wow. so that's a fun, fun tidbit. But at the end of the day, that was an awesome trip. And then since then, you know, it's been kind of a couple years of surgeries nonstop. And like I said, these are elective surgeries that I that I chose to have to kind of help me feel whole as a person. And you know, mm -hmm. luckily my journey has come to an end in terms of surgeries. Uh, back in 2019, I he headed to San Francisco, got my bottom surgery. So that was pretty dope. That was a really, really eye-opening experience. So that, that I was in the hospital for about a week. I had to stay in San Fran for about a month uh, just to make sure everything went well. And it, it's been a journey. Like I said, I'm very happy to be on the show with you guys. So awesome. So great to have you. Um, we're going to go into our little icebreaker and it's called, Do You Love It? So you're just going to tell us if you 
if you love it or not. All right, let's let's break some ice here. <laughs> let's do it. All right. Hiking trails. I hate it. I hate <laughs> hiking. I, I, will, I will be the first one to tell you that my friend uh, a couple months back was like, we went to, uh, where did we go? Shoot. We went to Mammoth and she's like, let's go hiking. She woke up early. She got her dogs. Everyone was gung ho. I was the most bitter Betty you ever met. But, but I will say this once I'm there and I catch my breath, I'm like, oh my God, wilderness is beautiful. But as I'm walking up, I am bitching the whole way through. I apologize. I don't know if I can curse on here, but you, you can bleep me out. You can. Mouth. Okay. <laughs> I, I drop F-bombs all mouth. the time. <laughs> okay. All right. I feel better. <laughs> yeah. Nature is, is beautiful, but um, sometimes hiking can, can be a drag. Martha, do you, do you agree with that? I do. I do not like going hiking. It just like instantly my butt and my legs just start hurting like no other. And I, I think my muscles are just like, why are you doing this to us? We don't, we don't hang out. Like, let us do our own thing. <laughs> Please don't do this to us. Awesome. All right. Next one. Vegas. I love it. As I'm in my early, uh, in my early twenties, I loved it. I lived it. I don't think I slept. Now, as I'm in my early 30s, I will say I love it. I enjoy it, but I need my sleep. I'm, I'm not trying to, to party all night. I love it. Next one, pride parades. I love them, but they've gone to commercial. But there are, uh, the one thing that I do like about them is you get to connect with different members of your community and it's just a really uplifting day and you get to talk to so many people. I mean, people have so many different stories of everything that they've, that they've gone through. So that's the, the part that I like about it. I just don't like the fact that they try to sell you all this stuff. But if you do buy certain things, then at the end of the day, you're supporting, you know, local LGBTQ plus vendors. Yeah. No, at the end of the day, like the way I always saw, like I said, I could be wrong, but the way I always saw it was it was one of those things where you get to really connect with different members of the, of the community. But at the same time, it's just a lot of vendor booths that where they're selling like different items. And don't get me wrong, some of the items are actually pretty interesting. I'm like, oh, that's cool. You're, you know, you're not like this big corporation. But when it comes to like big corporations and like how they celebrate pride, I always feel kind of like, well, okay, you're doing like the one good deed out of the year. That's, that's great. But what are you really doing to better help the, you know, the community, especially yeah. like, you know, the, the people of color in our community. So yeah. that's always my, my big, like, eh. So I'm, I'm going to say 50, 50, 50, 50. Okay. okay. We'll take it. <laughs> um, next one, visiting historical sites. I love it. I love history. I, 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 I'm a frequent uh, watcher of the history channel and, you know, they have Disney plus they have natural, uh, national geographic, all this historic stuff. I love dinosaurs. It's my favorite animal. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. Any type of history, I'm there. So awesome. Um, refillable water bottles. I am for it. I really am. At the end of the day, let's save some, uh, let's save the, like the world or the planet, I should say. And plus, I kind of like the fact that it keeps it cool. I guess here's the thing. As long as my water stays cold, I'm for it. If it's one of the, one, if it's one of the ones that don't keep my water cold, I'm kind of like, hmm. Because I like Girl, get out really of here. cold water. Give me plastic. Like... <laughs> as, well, as long as it's also BPA free or whatever. I don't really know much about that, but I'm, I'm assuming that's good. That's good to have in a refillable. I don't know. Yes. But as long okay, as it keeps so my you, water cold, I'm good. So you do, you do go that extra step and like when you travel or like you'll bring your, your container. Yes, I will. Although it's a hassle for me. Because I, yeah. I never know if I can fill it up or not fill it up. Or I'm just like, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm horrible when it comes to reading and following directions. So I'm usually that person that's just like, I couldn't bring, I didn't read that, uh, my bad. So I have to throw it away or like, I have to eat it. Okay, let me eat it and then we'll go. And people are like, dude, we have 10 <laughs> minutes. I'm like, I'm going to shove it in my mouth. I'm not going to throw my money away. So I'm horrible with that. <laughs> same, same. <laughs> um, airplane food. No, no. <laughs> Honestly, it, my here, here, you got to hear me out. My biggest, I, I, okay, when flying, I get so scared to use the restrooms. And my biggest fear is getting like the runs 
on a plane. I don't know why, but I'm so scared of that. I, do you, I, I, I don't. Do you get scared because you think like it's going to open like a portal to like the outside and you're going to get sucked in through the toilet? I okay, was scared of so, that when I was little. <laughs> so I'm not little anymore, <laughs> but that was a irrational fear that I had. And I actually talked to a, uh, to one of my friends about it, like I think like a couple weeks back and they're like, dude, there's no possible way like that is ever happening. And I was like, I know that, but it's an irrational fear that I choose to have. And like, and I guess on a more gruesome note, like if it goes down, I don't want it to go down with me being in the toilet. You know, I know I'm <laughs> going to die, but you know, if case I don't that like maybe like less than 1% chance, I don't want shit on me, you know, yeah. but I know other people have bigger problems, but you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Just one of those two things. Plus, I mean, I don't want to hog up the toilet because then you do that walk of shame. Like everybody knows that you were that person taking were so much toilet time. You squeeze past like five people that are lined up waiting. You're like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry. And then you got to deal with the smell. You know, you can't bring your poopery up in here. So yeah, there's, there's a lot of like other people anxiety that I have when using the restroom. So, it, so maybe you do like airplane food. You just don't want to eat it on the airplane. You know, I can, I, 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 I like that answer. I like that answer. I mean, don't get me wrong. I've eaten airplane food, but also the prices, you know, I'll, I'm more willing to spring for a drink than I am the food. Maybe that's more telling about me, but no. you know, I, I guess next time I, I go somewhere, I'll have to really just try the food, just buckle down, buckle down, okay. yeah. try it, see what happens. <laughs> I'll send you guys an email update as of what? 2021 uh, in August, <laughs> Jack ate food, got runs. <laughs> We'll never do it again. <laughs> All right. A last one. Walking right. tours. Say it one more time. Walking tours. Walking tours. You know, it depends on what tour I'm going and you got to give me more specific because I'm, I'm not a diva, but I mean, if I don't want to do something, I don't want to do something and I'm going to make it known. Or if I'm walking and I feel like at the end of the day, I don't have time to kind of fully digest what I want to see. I'm going to be like, I spent like two minutes here. I walked how far to go all to all this stuff and I only get two minutes per spot. So yes and no, it just kind of depends. Gotcha. That's, that's a legit. Fair enough. Oh, actually, <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. I went on a New York City walking tour and that was actually pretty dope. That was dope. She actually just um, was answering all these different types of questions, but that was more of like an intimate tour that I found on Airbnb. So I, I liked that because it was a smaller group and she was just so down to answer so many questions and so knowledgeable about New York City that I was like, wow, I've been to New York City before and I'd spent so much time just on the nightlife that I felt bad that back in 2012, I didn't, I didn't try to do a tour. But so if it's, it's more intimate, then I like it. Yeah, no, I, I feel you on that. that. That makes sense. All right, well, we're just going to get into it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. So as a transgender man, are there anything that you need to do before a trip to like get ready, um, like to prepare for a trip? Yeah, of course. I mean, prior to starting, you know, hormone replacement therapy and getting, you know, gender reconforming surgeries, that's something that not all people of the trans experience necessarily want to do so like I said to each every individual it, it's different but for me I would definitely say prior to having you know starting uh, hormone replacement therapy and having you know gender reconforming surgeries a lot of it was making sure I had a binder you know what I mean one to two binders and I'm not quite sure if you guys are familiar with the binder but it's making it, it basically kind of um, it hides your chest so it kind of makes it gives you a more uh, flat masculine chest and I would often make sure that I had one or two of those readily available. Um, I would often kind of struggle with if I want to take my uh, stand to pee device, because at the end of the day, I don't want to go through TSA and then look through and be like, what the hell does this guy have? Stuff like that. But since, you know, I've started home replacement therapy and I've had, um, you know, gender reconfirming surgeries, I think the one thing that I'm always vigilant of, I have to take uh, my Sharpie container for my home replacement therapy. So that's always the one thing that I'm sure to pack along with any documents that I need just in case they look through my bag. So that's definitely my, my go-to, making sure that I have um, uh, my testosterone so I can take on a bi-weekly basis if I'm traveling as of right now. Got it. Okay. So 
Like I said, it, it really just depends. Like I said, for me, prior to transitioning, a lot of the time it was you. And even now to this day, it's it, there's a lot of mental work that goes into traveling, to be honest with you, Janine. It's, and Martha, it's, it's one of those things where you got to go through TSA. And if, you know, before I started hormone replacement therapy, a lot of it was I had cut my hair. I, had, I, I looked different than my ID. My ID still had, you know, uh, Jennifer on there and it still had, you know, uh, you know, fem- it, it was a female ID. And compared to who I was at that point, it was totally different. And it's a lot of that, uh, who, who, who pats you down? You know what I mean? What, what, what do you go through? So it's really just still that meant, I still have to go to that mentally, even though I know I, I feel comfortable in who I am now. It, 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 there's still a lot of mental work that goes through with, you know, traveling as well. Yeah. yeah, I understand that, especially when you say that it just depends on like who's going to pat you down. That's why you that I can feel like that's why you need to um, mentally prepare yourself, because I'm sure it's a very like anxious. I mean, if we just get anxious going through it for irrational things like, oh, my gosh, like what if someone planted like some weed in my bag or like <laughs> what if like somehow I have a yeah. gun now like in my jacket. And these are things that like probably aren't going to happen. And we feel anxious about going through TSA, even though we know exactly what is in our stuff and what exactly is on ourselves. Um, I can imagine what it would be like for someone that has other worries that are like, you know, a little bit more serious. Um, Just it's like just anxious, right? When you go through and like, what are they going to ask me? Are they going to be like a dick about it? Are they mm-hmm. going to be more understanding? Do they have an open mind? Like, you know, things like that. Yeah. So I'm sure Honestly, millions that, that you, of things you, that, are running through. Yeah, you hit it spot on. And like I said, I, I always get so worried because you know how when you go through and sometimes it highlights certain areas and I'm like, dude, I've had gender reconfirming surgeries. I don't know what the heck they put in me there. You know what I mean? And it, it could set off a sensor. So I'm always kind of like, hmm, okay, let's just kind of chill. Let's just like act cool about it. And if it happens, happens, you get pat down like, at the end of the day, it's like, okay, like before I transitioned, if they don't feel anything, are they going to be kind of weird? Like, you know what I mean? But I was like, eh, sometimes you just got to throw caution to the wind. But I will say that, you know, as uh, a, a transgender Latino male of, of my experience, I, I, I do say I have it a lot more easier than um, fellow individuals who are the trans experience that are, that are people of color. They face a lot more difficulty as opposed mm-hmm. to uh, I, what I believe I have gone through simply because I, I, I am, I am of a, you know, like I'm light skinned, I'm, I'm white passing, you know, there's no better way of putting it, you know? Yeah. And when I was doing my research for um, the episode um, came across how you said you're white passing, but also there's like gen, uh, gender passing. So people mm-hmm. that pre- present female to male um, more, obviously mm-hmm. and some that don't and then so that gives you like a whole nother set of you know issues that might come up no honestly it, it, I, I think at the end of the day you know there's often this stigma in the community where it's like oh you're passing that's awesome like wow you know the hormone replacement therapy, therapy did wonders or what surgeon did you go to to have your you know to have your different types of surgeries and to be honest Mm -hmm. I'm guilty of it I don't have social media for that exact reason like I deleted um Instagram because I would find myself using the hashtag FTM and just kind of looking at all you know the uh, the different individuals who are female to male as well and just thinking oh my god their transition was amazing like they look so masculine like they look like they're a cisgendered male And, and I'm thinking to myself that's so toxic and that's so wrong everybody's journey is completely different. Just like in life, everybody has different obstacles, but in terms of, you know, the trans experience, everybody has a different transition. And some people don't feel that they need hormone replacement therapy. Some people don't feel that they need, you know, gender reconfirming surgeries. And that's awesome. And I think you have to come to kind of a place where it's like, you recognize where your privileges are, you know, mm-hmm. and as long as you're vocal about it and you're doing things to kind of help your community, um, then I think to me that that's great. You know, but you, you hit it on the nose. There are a lot of, uh, of negative connotations with, oh, you, you look like a cisgendered man. And at the end of the day, like, I can't lie. Like, I take pride in that because that's what I wanted. But I'm, I'm that not a day goes by where I don't know that I'm not. You know what I mean? I am a transgender man. I use he and him pronouns. And that's just kind of who I am. And at the end of the day, you know, I've learned to kind of make peace with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to ask, over the years, have you seen that things have kind of progressed? Like, is it 
or, you know, just based on your experiences going through TSA, do you feel like less nervous or, you know, or, you know are you, do you feel mm-hmm. that people are more open now? To be honest, I think for me personally, um, since I've had, you know, my gender reconfirming surgeries and I feel everything, it, my body is in alignment with who I am mentally, spiritually, emotionally, I feel a lot more confident going through TSA. That's that for me, I feel great going through it, but I, but there, you know, and I also think people are a little bit more understanding and they are open to the fact that a transgender person just wants to live their life. You know, at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, we all want to be authentic in our true selves. And we preach that to each and every person. So what is the threat? If someone says, Hey, I'm transgender, I am transitioning. You're doing the hardest thing possible because how hard is it for someone who is cisgender to live out their dreams, to be completely 100% honest, not only with themselves, but with other people and yet face that judgment from outsiders that they don't necessarily know, you know what I mean? So I think that's kind of different for everybody, but you know, I will definitely say that airport in Cleveland is different than the airport in San Francisco. You know what I mean? That's, That's a given. Yeah, makes sense. So thanks for sharing that. And so I apologize. I just wanted to make sure I gave you like my perspective on it. No, no, please don't, don't apologize. Please. We appreciate all the info, like all your insight. This is like super valuable to um, us, just, you know, Martha and I for, for us to know and, you know, for our listeners. Mm-hmm. So super awesome. Um, we know safety is always important, you know, for everyone, but I mean, it's extremely important for the um, trans community. Um, and we know that you don't speak for the entire community, but are there some things that you, um, you think about or consider when traveling or picking a location to travel to? Of course, you know, I think, you know, speaking, speaking for myself, like I said, you know, obviously we have, you know, trans individuals of, uh, of the trans experience that are people of color. So they face a lot of harsh criticism and racism and they have it a lot harder than myself. But for me, one of the things that I, I definitely think about is restrooms. You know what I mean? Prior to transitioning and having, you know, my gender reconfirming surgeries, even till now, restrooms are still still an issue. I've gone to uh, New Orleans prior to having my uh, my bottom surgery. And I remember one of my best friends, her her husband was just like, I got you you know, like go to the restroom. And it's kind of, you, you think to yourself like, okay, everybody here is using a urinal. Is there going to be a stall? And if there is a stall, is that stall going to be disgusting? Is that stall going to be able to close? Does it have a door? You know what I mean? Restrooms that are for women have more stalls. Restrooms for men, they, they, just, they just don't. So a lot of that for me, that, that went into, that was a lot of thinking it in terms of that, my, that's my safety. How do people react? I remember when I first transitioned, um, I went to a spot in LA and using the restroom was such a big ordeal. And, you know, the manager came up to me and was like, oh, we've had a lot of issues with assault. And I was like, first and foremost, you're telling me that you've had a lot of issues with assault in your restrooms. <laughs> so you, you, you're not having enough security. And, but I'm, and they put, presented it as, as if I was the problem. You know what I mean? And, and that's kind of where it clicked for me, like, wow, I'm the problem and that there are a lot of closed minded people. So even now, like I said, I've had my, my, my bottom surgery. I'm still very mindful of it only because there's certain etiquette that, that maybe I'm not up to date with, or I don't know. So safety is always a key factor in choosing where I go as well as, you know, obviously I don't want to give my money to certain States that, that aren't, aren't going to be supportive of of the community, you know what I mean? Not yeah. just the trans community, but the LGBTQI community, you know, QA community, so. Definitely. So are, are there any places that you won't be going to, whether it be in the States or um, other countries? Mm, like, do right you have now. a list? Like, I have a list for myself. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, let me think. I know I've made kind of like, a, uh, I think everyone makes like, a, I think with the whole presidential election, everybody's like made a little bit of, of, of their own list. And I think for me, um, I'm trying to think, that's a good question. What states will I visit? Because I don't want to be like, take them off unjustly because I know that there's a lot yeah. of really good people. That's, that's what I always struggle. There's a lot of really good people that are really open-minded. God, what state did yeah. I say I wasn't going to go to? I know I, I was telling somebody, 
I totally forgot. I had a conversation. Which one was it? Let me put a pin on that one. Um, any countries? On that question. Any countries? No, I'm, I'm open, but I'm, I'm open to it, but I would just li- literally need to do my own research. I would think maybe uh, in terms of a state, Arkansas, or as they say, Arkansas. <laughs> I say Arkansas. Arkansas, you know? <laughs> I think that's like the greatest video I've ever come across. I am Confucius. Oh Wait, I, I don't know about this video. I could just like Google this. Yeah, there's some, there's some lady, like she was like showing the different states and she's like, what is she, she compared it to, um, she was like, why is this, um, why is this uh, Kansas? And the other one is Arkansas. It's Arkansas. <laughs> and then she, she was just like, I am Confucius. I think that's one of the greatest like videos I've ever seen. <laughs> okay, so definitely, so you um you do a deep like dive on any potential place that you're visiting just to make sure that everything like aligns with like safety or um just like political um community beliefs things like that. Yeah, and like don't get me wrong. So my thing is. Like I, I, I want to give people like other states the benefit of doubt. Don't get me wrong. I went to Ohio. I'm biased. I'm a, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, die hard. And I was like, I'm going. I don't care if it's a red state. They're going to get my rainbow ass out there. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be who I am. But I definitely am more cautious. And I'm not like throwing my pride flag out there 24-7. Okay. Um, it's, it's just one of those things that I'm, I, I'm just mindful of. And at the end of the day, I'm just like, Hey, I, I just want to go about my experience and have a good time. If I see something that I don't like, I take note of it. It doesn't mean that it's, it's only a small percentage or, you know what I mean? I don't, I don't try to hold it against the whole entire state. I mean, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people hold things against us for our past president, you know what I mean? And it's like, yeah. Hey, we're not, we're not all assholes. We're not all evil. That's so. true. No, well, I love that, that you're not, um, you're not holding these things against, you know, the whole entirety of a state or that you're going to limit your visits um, because of that. So that's awesome. Thank you. Um, Is there anything that, like, you know, just speaking for myself in general, but anyone else who's listening who is, you know, identifies as a cisgendered person um, and they're traveling with a transgender friend is there anything that we could do to like just help like support or just make things easier like I know you mentioned um that your friend's husband you know was like oh I got you when it came to like the bathroom situation um is there anything like that that kind of comes to mind I think one of my main things is you know I've I've, I've dealt with in the past and people say they're, they're doing it for my benefit because they don't want to see me hurt but don't out people don't out people who are transgender. That's not your story to tell. Mm-hmm. And I think at the end of the day, it's used kind of as a way to kind of protect people like, hey, you know, we're going, my friend's trans. Like if you notice things, if you see scars, like just don't say anything to him, you know, you know, we're going to have issues if you do. And my thing is, I get it's coming for me personally. I get it's coming from a place of care and concern. But at the end of the day, I'm very, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a champion. of It's not your story to tell. At the end of the day, we all have stories that have made us into the people that we are, positive, negative, neutral, bad, ugly, and, and beautiful. And I think at the end of the day, it's my story and I take ownership of it. And if I'm comfortable with saying, yeah, tell any and everybody, that's fine. But I'm not, I haven't done that in the past. And I think you really need, to, everybody should kind of have that conversation with somebody ex- of, of the community and just say, hey, is it okay if I share this? You know, I know my friend might be a little closed-minded and I just want to make sure they don't say anything that upsets you. Because at the end of the day, I get you're trying to protect people. But like I said, it's not your story. That's, I think that's one of the, one of my main things. That, so well said. That makes total sense and totally valid. Thank you. Like, I mean, put it this yeah. way, you know, at the beginning when we were talking, it's you kind of doubled, you checked in with me, both you and Martha saying, hey, is this, does this work? Does that work? And I think that's what you need to do. And I think we're sometimes, you know, our cisgender friends are, and family members, they're afraid to kind of have that conversation, but we shouldn't be afraid to have that conversation. I think vulnerable conversations are really beautiful and it shows a level of respect that, hey, I know you have your story. I want to honor it and I don't want to take that away from you. And I don't want to give people a pre-existing notion of you at the end of the day, because you're still the same person. You just look a little different and you're happy with who you are now, stuff like that. So 
Definitely, definitely. And, and you make a good point. Like we just need to be open, have these like conversations. Like, you know, if, if you don't, if you're not sure about something, ask if, you know, ask privately. It's, it's not. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, Hey, we're, we're, we're all about technology. Send a text, send a voice memo, send a Snapchat, send something, you know what I mean? But just have that conversation at the end of the day. Cause I think there's a problem when you're so, when people are so willing to have that conversation with another individual about, about a story that doesn't belong to them mm-hmm. as opposed to where they see talking to the person in general, like talking to the person that they're sharing this information about is so hard. You know what I mean? I think it should be vice versa. No, definitely. Um, do you feel like, I guess like now, because I feel like, you know, we, we have progressed and, you know, versus, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, do you feel like people are, you know, more sensitive to, to these types of things, like, you know, asking ahead of time or just like, you know, like, hey, like, I just want to be open and honest. Like, are, are people asking questions? Are people being sensitive to, you know, anything that might come up? Yes, I, 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 to your point, yes, we have come a long way, but we're still not there yet. And I think everybody is really raw, raw, raw. But when it comes to doing the heavy lifting and the work, I think, I think a lot of ground still needs to be covered. Like I said, at the end of the day, we, we still have a lot of individuals of the trans experience who are people of color who are dying. Trans women are dying at a high rate. What are we doing to make sure that we're protecting these individuals? You know what I mean? And it often does come down to race and background. Because at the end of the day, like I said, I am a, I, I am a transgender Latino male, but I, but I am white passing. So my experience is a lot easier than that of a person of color. So we still have a lot to do to, to, to kind of make sure that the playing field is even. There's been, I think, like you said to your point, there, in the past 10, 10, 15 years, even 20, there's been some movement. But at the end of the day, that movement has not been enough. At the end of the day, we are, they are people. We are people. And why can't we be seen just as that? Why, why are you trying to limit whether the young individuals can play sports first and foremost? Yeah. Why are you trying to, to take away my ability to get access to, to healthcare? Why mm-hmm. should me being trans have anything to do with healthcare? I shouldn't be able to, I shouldn't be turned away for that. So I think, like I said, we, we've made some progress, but it's not enough. We really need to address a lot of the things that, that are affecting the community as a whole. And that's, you know, there is an issue when it comes to people of color who are of the trans experience, especially trans women. We're not doing enough. We're not being vocal enough and saying what's going on here. They shouldn't have to have these women that, that, that have died or been murdered should, should still be here. And we haven't done enough with our system. And do I say, I know all the answers? No, but at the end of the day, I think we need to ha- hold politicians accountable to what they say and what they promise to their constituents and really what, what they support and who, what, lobby, what lobbyists are taking money from. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot that are making promises that are the opposite of what me, well, like us, what we would think is important. Like they're making those promises that they, they don't want any funding to go to transgen- the transgender community or that they're going to keep it safer for the kid. You know, th- like mm-hmm. telling lies like that. But those are the ones that are that we have a problem with and that we need to like replace. No, no, I, I, I agree. And like I said, it, it is a loaded, like I said, a lot of these are loaded questions and I appreciate you guys, you know, going on this journey with me and even allowing me this platform to kind of talk about it. Because at the end of the day, like I said, there has been progress, but it, it's still not enough progress. I mean, at the end of the day, there there are still some issues within the own within our own community in terms of you know trans you know tr- people of the trans experience. Where it's like, hey, if you look at it, some people are like, mm, I don't know how I feel about that. Because uh, I mean, I remember even before I came out, I was just kind of like, ooh, this whole transgender thing. I I don't I don't I don't get it. What what is it? You know, like what, 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 what's their problem? Why can't they just use the restroom? And it's because, Hey, I didn't love myself. I didn't like myself and I wasn't ready to have that conversation. And I think it's now time to have these type of difficult conversations, especially since, you know, with Biden, it's trying to not, you know, it's heal America, heal the American people and, you know, try to bring us closer together and unify us. Do I agree with everything he's done? No, but at the end of the day, I, I think we need to have these honest conversations and I, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, 
I believe he was one of the first presidents to actually openly acknowledge transgender individuals within his his platform. And that speaks volumes where we're at a little bit. But we, there's still a lot of work to do within the LGBTQIA community. Yeah. And I know that we're having this conversation with you, um, but you've acknowledged that you're a transgender man, which is a totally different experience than a transgender woman, especially a transgender woman of color, because I am like, how we made reference to passing or non-passing um, for gender, for um, whiteness, for, you know, for those types of things. So there, it's just like a very different experience. And I'm sure if we had a conversation with um, someone with, you know, a transgender woman, it would be very different than what we're hearing from you. Um, which is not to of say course. that your experience is invalid. Because no, 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 no. Everyone has their I gotcha. own Everyone yeah, no, honestly, that's, no, that's very spot on. But at, at the end of the day, like I said, everybody has their own experience. I can only speak to, to myself and what I've what I've gone through. But I think for us to kind of kind of dodge away from the fact that there are a high degree of, you know, transgender women of color who are being murdered and that the playing field is not even for uh, for other people of the trans experience who are people of color that that would mm-hmm. be that would be wrong of us at the end of the day we're, it, we don't need to put blinders on things we need to actually take a look at what's going on in the current environment of things and say what could we do individually um you know to kind of change that and reshape it to make it more of an equal playing field definitely yeah so um, I have a question for you about resources. Um, sure. Before you went out and um, knew what you were doing or what you even had to do, um, did were there any resources um, that you found online or like meetups, um, things like that that helped you navigate everything from, you know, from the beginning to traveling to anything that you can share with our listeners? Because there might be someone that is, in the same position that you were, you know, a few years ago, um, that doesn't really understand, or that just needs that extra support, like, what would be okay for them? Where what things that would be okay for them to do? Um, yeah, to reach out to things like that. Yeah. So, you know, when I was first transitioning, I was kind of at a, at a standstill. I, I, I always, I guess, from from what I've, you know, talked to other people of the same experience or different experience, is that I said, I really kind of checked in with myself. It was one of those moments where I was, I know what it's like to be desperate and just feel so lost. And at at one point I even, you know, contemplated killing myself. And and that's something that I'm sharing for the first time publicly. And it's kind of like, wow, you know, when you say it, it's like, damn, you thought about taking your own life because you didn't know if you could, you could do this, you could be your authentic self, you know? And I really just kind of thought about it. And I, and I, I, and first and foremost, if anybody is feeling that way, just please know you are worthy. You deserve to live your life, to be your authentic self. It's not easy. You know, I know a lot of different states have, have different laws when it comes to, you know, being part of the community, or especially being someone of the trans experience, but reach out mm-hmm. to any and everybody that you can, that you know, that's somewhat open-minded that you feel that you can trust. But for me, what I did is, like I said, I had no idea what I was doing, but luckily my mom is, is one of my biggest supporters. And I knew in my life that if I had her on my side, nobody, anybody, nobody in this world was going to stop me. My mom mm-hmm. is such a huge figure. So for her, I think if you have either friends or, or family as a first source of contact to kind of help you discuss and kind of help you clear your mind or even, or even talking to somebody. But for me, what I did also is I reached out to the Los Angeles LGBT uh, center in uh, West, Los, uh, in West Hollywood. I literally found their number and I called and I said, Hey, um, I'm transgender and I don't know what to do. I want to transition and I need a little bit of help Mm -hmm. and I just don't know what I need to do. And back then I was just kind of fresh out of college, not really, didn't really have much financially for myself. And they were like, okay, let me get your information. Let's get you somebody to talk to. Let's, let's share some resources. Are you able to get down here? Do you need to talk to uh, someone at our crisis center? You know what I mean? And I was like, whoa, you know, they were really, they were beyond supportive. So I definitely recommend that. And then um, I believe there's also uh, the Trevor Project. You can go ahead and contact them. I looked into those resources that they have there. I know they have, they should have a a place in West Hollywood, or you can kind of reach out to their crisis center hotline people. And they're really great with working with um, youth of the LGBTQ community. So definitely give them a call. They have like a 24-7 crisis hotline. Um, 
looking at it right now. I just looked it up because I want to share the number. It's one 488 7386 And that's for the Trevor Project. And that's just kind of like if you need 24-7 support just to talk to somebody, to even have like a chat, all that other stuff. Because I, I remember I did look into that and I and uh, uh, WeHo, their LGBTQ center. Those were the two main resources that, that really helped me. Thank you for that. No worries. Um, and to bring it back to travel, because we are a travel podcast. Um, yes. Is there any like travel groups that you belong to or like that help, you know, or give tips to the transgender community about um, traveling, where to go, where it's safe, what to avoid, what to always make sure you have in your bag, TSA tips, things like that? To be honest, I am not. Do you guys have a Facebook group? (laughs) (laughs) No, I am not, to be honest with you. But the one thing uh, that I would recommend, I know uh, social media has been a gift in this day and age and like I said even if you go on Instagram and you just kind of type in the hashtag like FTM or FTM travel there are a lot of really great uh, transgender activists and travelers out there that they literally give you tips on what you can do to put you know how you can travel bags put your home home replacement therapy and you know what you can do to wear the best binders that you can possibly wear coming down to like clothing that gives you uh, you know a little bit of of space. So this way, you know, you don't feel that something's too tight on you. So I definitely recommend going on social media and just searching those hashtags or even going on Google. That's, that's usually what I do, to be honest with you. And I'm like, okay, okay, cool. I can do that. That's how I learned about essentially just kind of, I could bring uh, my testosterone with me to do my daily shots. And, and because at the end of the day, I was like, damn it. I, I, okay. I was planning my, my travel around when on my shot days. But after that, I was like, dude, I could just bring it with me. Screw what everybody thinks. Like as long as I have the proper documentation, I'm good to travel. I'm good to rock and roll. Okay. And you said FTM and that's female to uh, male. Correct. And is like, it the same, the opposite? Like, is it, is there a different one for male to female or it's, or it's M- uh, male, uh, MTM? Yeah, so, yeah. That's uh, male to female. Okay. I didn't know if they're, you know, Oh yeah, no, no, People, no. Every not, community has their own lingo. Yep. I and got you, you. I got you. No. When you said binders, when you said you travel with binders, I thought you meant like physical school binders oh. with information, <laughs> like to present to the TSA or like the the airlines. Like, no, I'm allowed. Like, this is the imp- like read up on it. But then Here's my binder. Chest, Don't fuck with me. I know my rights. Thank you. No, no, no. Think of like uh, the best thing I can equate it to is like a a really tight corset. Yeah. No, I don't know if any of you guys ever wore a corset, but no, like that thing is it's literally like nylon. Mm -hmm. And they've like the ones that I wore, they were so constraining and you're not supposed to wear it for more than eight hours. And uh, it was it it was horrible. But at the end of the day, it's such a necessity at the time for me, it was such a necessity. I know it's such a necessity for other people, but honestly, like we've come so far in the binder game to where they have some that are a little bit looser fitting, but they still give you uh, just the results that you want. And they, they frame them to the color of your chest, uh, you know, and they're just, they're just awesome. So I was like, damn, if, I, if only like the game had been that good when I was, you know, when I was transitioning, but at the end of the day, yeah, no, I, I'm very happy that I, I didn't have to wear binders. I actually gave them away. So I was like, Hey, resources. If you don't have, I would say this, if you, if you had gender reconfirming surgeries or you don't feel, or if you've lost weight, change, whatever, you don't have, um, don't throw those away. Always try to look for some places online or people online that might want them and send them to them. You never know. Cause sometimes these things do, are, are very costly to be honest with you. They are yeah. very, very costly. No, thank you for that. Um, I'm going to ask you our last question. All right, let's get let's get into it. The last question. Last question. Um, why do you choose to travel? To be honest with you, there's a lot of the world that I don't know, and I think it I think it's such a beautiful thing to engage with different cultures, different perspectives, even if we just do it state to state. And that's something where I'm like, when I first thought about it growing up, I was like, I'm going to travel all over the world. I'm just going to just do it because I want to do it. Things look pretty, but at the end of the day, it's like, hey different states are like a whole different cultural environment right we don't know much about it because i mean california we're pretty liberal other states are not as liberal but i think it's it's such a beautiful thing to see different cultures different states different monuments and the way people the dialect that kind of people bring to the table if it's more of a fast pace slow pace stuff like that and 
and at the end of the day, if, if we are able to travel and even just state to state, that's still a beautiful thing. You're, you're, you're still kind of pushing yourself forward in, in, in terms of a different perspective of thinking and seeing the world. I mean, heck, I, I honestly get so sad every now and then. I don't know who doesn't get sad every now and then in terms of the fact that I will never go to the moon. That's one of my, my saddest things. I mean, that's the ultimate travel for me. Like, damn, I will never go to the moon. So NASA, if you end up hearing this, hit me up. I would love to go to the moon. I'd be a little nervous. <laughs> I'd throw up, but I'm, I'm down for it. Let's but like, make I, this happen, right? Exactly. Did you, NASA has like applications that you submit. I didn't realize that that you just apply like a normal job NASA like to be an astronaut it's just an application you just apply I'm like oh I thought it was different like they tapped you in like <laughs> so um we know a lot about you what, um, you're very smart <laughs> I don't know what qualifications I can bring but I have a decent sense of humor um I can clean um I'm a great communicator uh, so whatever they need NASA if you're listening I'm, I'm down to go to the moon or Mars even you know if they need some people from Mars but no at the end of the day I think travel is just a great way to not only learn about different cultures but kind of know about yourself because at the end of the day like I love the fact that individuals I know you you you, you uh, Martha as well but I know you guys travel by yourselves that's such an, a different experience as going with a group of people it's like it's like oh shit if an oh shit moment happens you only got yourself and in what you brought with you. So I think that's that's a, a really great experience to learn more about yourself. And you never know how uh, what you're what you're capable of overcoming until you get into some a little bit of uh, boiling water. So that's pretty awesome as well. No. Janine does it. I don't. I'm like, <laughs> it's okay. You got the baby. So when the babies are are, are older, you and you and your lover will will, will do your uh, your your lover tra travels, and you'll find some good stuff <laughs> to get into. If not, then you do family travels. You have to do an yeah. episode. Have you done, have you guys done that? What family traveling looks like? A little bit. Yeah. We've touched on it. Uh, how did that, how did that work out for you? Um, I mean, the, <laughs> going there was fine because it was nighttime. So he was asleep, but coming back, it was the daytime. So he was just like, like all over the place. <laughs> so it's just different, but you survived. It's, it's Congratulations. Like, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm, so glad that you were topless in Hawaii for the yes, first time. That was, a, yes, that was your that was first topless fun. experience. That's awesome. Yeah, honestly, dude, it was it was amazing. I was like, hey, but then I was like, wait a minute, my scars are still brand new. I need to put sunscreen. The doctor was like, you're going to Hawaii. I need like sunscreen on you, dude. I was like, yes, sunscreen like all the time. So I was like, ooh. Since then, you know, I've I've been topless every day, so I love it. It's a. I don't think you ever. It's you don't ever get over that that feeling. It's just it's it's awesome. You know what I mean and. Even when I, my mom has taught me like, Hey, like I was like, Oh man, these people are just looking at my scars. It's annoying. She's like, well, guess what? I'm like, what? You have two eyes look back. And I was like, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to do that. So I'm sorry if it's like, Oh, sorry. I'm sorry if it's like too much, but, um, I think we're friends. So if you've gone topless in Hawaii since the surgery, do you think you'll go to like a nudist beach and be like fully nude now since you got all the surgeries and you're done? You know, that's a good question. <laughs> I, you know, I think I would, but at the end of the day, I'm, man, that's such a good question. At the end of the day, I, I don't know if I'm disclosing too much, you know, there's growers and showers and as a trans man, I'm a shower. <laughs> and the, I don't know if I feel comfortable with that. You know what I mean? But, but you know what? I'm, you put that on my radar. You know, I think I would. I think I would. I'm, I, I would be open to it. You know, at the end of the day, hey, not, why not? I did the work. I love my body. It's beautiful. I paid enough for it. So I'm sure as hell I should show it off. But then again, love. you know, why show it for free? You know, why show it for free sometimes? I don't know. Who knows? But I think I would. I think I would. I'm going to say yes. Okay. I just, I just don't know. I was like, Hey, like if he, if he goes to like overseas and hits up, like, you know, stumbles upon a nudist beach, is he going to be like, you know what? Like, let's do it. Or is he going to be shy? Honestly, with my personality? Yeah. I've, I mean, I've jumped into pools naked before. So it's kind of like, you know, why not? Yeah. I probably would. Awesome. Actually, you know, now, now when I travel, I'm actually going to look for something like that and see what happens. I won't send you guys a picture. I'll send you guys a blurred picture. <laughs> I'll, 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 spare, I'll spare you all that sexiness. Awesome. Not gonna lie, you guys, it's been one hell of a journey. There was a lot of emotional work, mental work, spiritual work that I had to overcome, a lot of anger. Um, but 
at the end of the day, I, I, I like to say I found a really comfortable place where I love myself. I know what that means. I know what my boundaries are. I know what I'm willing to accept. And at the end of the day, you know, just like everybody, you see yourself, there are certain imperfections, but I always say this, I am blessed to have lived two lives in one. I know what life is like on both sides of the spectrum. And it's made me into the man I am today. And it's just, it's been a beautiful roller coaster for me. And, you know, that kind of sums it up. Thank you, Jack, for sharing. Like, so that's such an important journey that you had um, in itself. So thank you for sharing that with us. I love it. Um, well, thank you so much just for all your insight and sharing, you know, sharing your story. Um, we like really appreciate it. Just you being open and um, this was awesome. We got to catch up. Yes, it was. Like, honestly, thank you guys so much for invi- for inviting me and really thinking of me. This is an amazing opportunity. Like I said, I've never been on a podcast. I can actually scratch that off my life bucket list. So I greatly appreciate you guys, as well as your <laughs> uh, willingness to be really open about this conversation. Like I said, I know a lot of this kind of took a deeper dive, but at the end of the day, hey, the more we know, the more we grow. So thank you guys so much for the opportunity. No, of course. No, thank you. Um, Jack, is there anywhere? I mean, I don't know if you want people to follow you or what do you want to share where people could find you if, if you want them to. Yeah. If not, then your name is Jack and they can hit you up through us if they have any questions, but I like that. I, I, I like that. My name is Jack. If you have anything uh, or need anything, just hit me up through the Janine or Martha and they <laughs> will find a way to get in contact with me and I will find a way to get in contact with you. Awesome. And if you are a friend that you know my number and forgot it, well, then let them know and I'll, I'll give it to them. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thanks again. This was awesome. And yeah, we, we, we've got to do this again. You've got to, you know, keep us updated. I will. I will. Like I said, thank you guys again. This is an awesome opportunity. It's a bucket list crosser. And at the end of the day, thank you guys for your openness and willing to kind of have this really transparent conversation. Because I think conversations like this are help, uh, help us obviously progress everything forward. And I look forward to hearing the podcast in terms of, you know, when you have maybe someone of um, uh, a trans woman of color on here to kind of get their perspective. I think that would be very interesting. Very interesting. No, of course. We are definitely on that search and hopefully we find uh, someone that's willing to come on and share. So if you have any, anyone that you know, um, let us know, put us in touch with them as well. I will. Thank you guys again. I I really appreciate your guys' time. It has been fun. Awesome. That's our episode. Please remember to subscribe and follow for new episodes dropping every Tuesday. If you enjoyed our show and our guests, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Oh My Travel Podcasts, at The Wild Explorer, and at Martha Gets It. And please feel free to share this with your friends and leave us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. Bye. Bye.